This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. He is under center, and he's going to fake it to Elliott and step up and go deep. Oh, he's got Lamb down the left side. He got pushed, and he reached up and caught the ball at the 45-yard line of San Francisco. KNC Masterpiece back here in on 105.3 The Fan. Got what a, a pass. Got, oh yeah, this is underthrown, but what a catch from C.D. Lamb. We're going to ask the question, was this Cowboys season a success? 877-881-1053, but all Let's get something away! Yay! All right. You can also call in at 877-881-1053 for a four-pack of tickets to the Texas Rangers Fan Fest, which is going down Saturday. You'll get a chance to get autographs of Rangers players and alumni, run the bases, test your arm in the bullpen, go deep in the wiffle ball, home run derby, and much, much more. You can buy tickets at rangers.com slash fan fest, or you can win them for free right now. Caller number 10 gets that four-pack, 877-881-1053. Mm. Now, that gave San Francisco the NFC Championship game. That's pretty impressive. Who gives stuff away better, us or Dak? Dak. Okay. We will be doing that giveaway all. And he gets paid way more to do that. It. Is yeah, this year he definitely true. is good at giving things away. We will be doing that giveaway all week long. Did you see the Cowboys website headline on on that? By the way, no. Let me see if I can find this real quick because it's along the lines of. Dak Prescott gives away two two balls like in the game and like wow. the headline was pretty damning and I think Bobby Belt uh let me go find this real quick Kevin I mean, as I think it should be so my question for y'all is and I am honestly I think it will lean more towards no but I'm not quite positive about that because from the 817, considering after week one with the terrible loss and Dak getting hurt, everyone thought the season was over. So I would say it was a success because no one thought we would even make the playoffs this year. And then you see more from like the 417. How can you call this season a success when we just keep coming up with the same BS results year after year? From the 903, once we traded Amari and Lyle and Tyron got hurt, everyone assumed we wouldn't be around 500. And that's why... I have complicated feelings about this because last night I would have been like, hell no, it's not a success because I was upset about the loss in a game that I thought you absolutely should have won. But you go back to the beginning of the year, there was not a lot of optimism about the Cowboys making the playoffs. And that person is right, or those people are right with the moving off of Amari Cooper, Lyle Collins, Randy Gregory, two of which those were clearly the right move. I know people are still not happy about Amari Cooper. And then Tyron gets hurt, and then Dak gets hurt in the first game, and you get blown out. I know it's 19-3. It felt like they lost by 35 points. And I think if you go back to that point, everyone would have been thrilled to get here. But that's not what we're dealing with right now because mm-hmm. this looked like a team that could maybe make a run. Yeah, it's, I mean, what do you define as a success? And that's the is thing. Is what we kind of have to, do, you know, all argue about here. Because everyone's going to be different, don't you think? Well, if you wanted to have a good season, you had a good season. You did. You overcame adversity. Uh, you overcame it. You, you had the opportunity, though, Kevin. I think here's where I'll say the season was a failure. Okay. Not because they didn't make and win the Super Bowl. Because you had the opportunity to beat the team that knocked you out last year. That's where I think the season is a failure. You had that chance. You talked about it. You yeah. did. You prepared for this. You fought all year for it. You wanted, like, from, I, I go back to this. Mike and I were sitting there. Every interview we did that Kevin wasn't there for. Every mm, interview we I did, I remember Mike, that Kevin not being there thing. These guys <laughs> were talking about what Love San Francisco Noah. did, and they wanted the opportunity to show it again. 
the defense did. Like I really do. I, I I think the defense was they they did show up for that moment. They deserved a win. They the defense did, but they didn't win. They and that's the thing that that's where it's a failure because that's what the moment you were waiting for. That's what you were trying to get to. I know they want they they say championship Super Bowl and all that stuff. They want to get in the big game, but it was more about uh, more about San Francisco than anything else. That would. Beating Tom Brady was cool. Getting yeah. a, the the playoff win was cool. They got you know Dak got a, a a monkey off his back in that one. Everybody continued to talk about. But th- guess what? That monkey jumped right back on after this game. And yeah. so th- therefore, this was not a successful season. Was it a good season? The season was good. The regular season was fascinating. Man, we thought we were going to be done for the year. All right, but it wasn't a successful season. I'm prepared. Mike, I'm prepared to get crushed on this. Like, I get it. I do. I'm going to say that this season was a success. Wow. Soft. I know. I know. Soft. I know. Charmin. I know. I, but oh, you're going to Charmin me too. But I agree. I, but I think I don't like the way that sounds. If you're, <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're judging off of the reality of the last generation as opposed to the idealistic way this team could be. Uh, then I get, I, I understand why people say failure. I say success. It's been 15 years since you made the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. Just think about this. 15 years since you made the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. You did that. It's been, I believe, 26 years since you had 10 or more wins in back-to-back seasons. You did that. You finally won a postseason game on the road for the first time in 30 years. So you broke streaks of 15 years, 26 years, 30 years. I will say that this season was a success. success. Did it end where I wanted it to? Hell no. But in modern, this generation Cowboys performances, this is a great season for the Cowboys. I get it. I lived through those 90s Super Bowls too. Based on the best it can be, this is a failure. But you haven't been there in a really long time. This is a successful Cowboys season. I think after looking at the team going into the season and them being able to play 12-5 and five football, having the DAC injury and going 4-1 and one, uh, with a backup quarterback, winning a playoff game on the road. I know it was against a bad team, but they did beat them. The, the Tampa Bay Bucks won that division. You, that's the team you had to play, and you destroyed them. Now, I think it's as far as you'll ever go as long as Dak Prescott's the quarterback of this team. I think this is the peak. The Super Bowl is the divisional round. I think it's going to be very tough with Dak Prescott being your quarterback to ever get further than making the divisional round and winning a playoff game in the wild card round. But I do see this as a successful season. Unfortunately, I can't ever predict they can get any further than this with Dak Prescott. You'd have to have like a major injury. Like, you know, a team that's a good team would have to be, like, on their third-string quarterback, and you kind of— I see what you're doing, Mike. That's what just happened. Oh, well, then maybe this is the ceiling of the Dak Prescott Dallas Cowboys. But it was, overall, it was a good year. You played well over 500. You were the third-best team in the NFC. And Uh, one of the six best teams in the NFL, and nobody can change my mind about that. Yeah, Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City on their side, and then the two teams that are playing in the NFC Championship and you. I think those were the six best teams. You were probably sixth out of the six teams, but you were one of the six best teams in the NFL. I, I And I thought Tony Romo made a good point when he was talking about the games going into Sunday. He was like, the teams that lost on Saturday, those were probably the two teams that least belonged in this group, in the Jags, in the Bills, at least for this season. So I I get it, Corey, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a weak-ass fan, but I, I, I understand what the expectations are here. Just the more reasonable expectations are that this was a success. From the 817, the Cowboys haven't won S in almost 30 years. So the notion that it's Super Bowl or bust, it shows the stupidity of Cowboys fans. I think that's too harsh because I think that's fans almost everywhere. It's like, that's why everyone's like, you go into spring training, everyone's excited for baseball or whatever. Is like, you know, in the back of your mind, like this probably ain't the year, but your expectations are there. I don't think Cowboys fans are unique in that. It might be unique in terms of how far you have to go for it to be a success. What did what did you learn this year about this team? I learned, I, I told you I thought that this 
season and this postseason was going to be probably my bottom line on who and what Dak is. And who and what Dak is, is I still believe, I'll prepare to get crushed again, I still believe you can win a Super Bowl with Dak, but you have to have a stacked roster to do so. And my mind can no longer be changed. Dak is not elite and will not be elite. He's still good. I still absolutely think he's good, but he's not going to be... There's a difference between elite and good. For sure. And I wonder if Buffalo has the same questions about Josh Allen. I'm not saying they're the same, but I wonder if Buffalo has the same questions about Josh Allen today. But because there is a select group of elite quarterbacks and Dak's not in it. And I I feel certain about that. I also feel certain that I want to keep Dan Quinn and that this defense is still a damn fine defense. I, I think, Mike, I learned that the identity of this team and the culture of this team for the next five eight years depending on how contracts goes micah like that's that's the identity of this team that's going to lead to success and you got to have everybody kind of vying the way that he does for things approaching the game the way that he does and if you don't have a quarterback that can play at that level he's going to be pointing like i I feel like fingers will be pointed at some point now that's not that he's going to be going hey that guy but there's going to be this hey man we're keeping up our end of the bargain what's going on here and that's going to happen. So I think the identity of this team, that's the one thing that I learned. Because I didn't learn that you're better than San Francisco. Nope. I didn't learn that you're that you you can you are a team that can compete with the top four teams in the NFL right now. That's something that's something that I don't like. I like what both of you are saying because maybe the future to the Cowboys being more successful in the playoffs is building around Micah and not building around Dak. Look, yep. Dak had Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb last year. With 10 minutes to go in the game, they had seven points. Yeah. So you had, if if it's like, God, Amari Cooper should have been there. And yeah, he kind of could have maybe helped. Last year at home, you had seven points in 50 minutes of football with Amari Cooper and with CeeDee Lamb on the field. I get CeeDee Lamb has become better, and Amari would have probably been about the same. But at the same time, I don't think you can give – Dak enough to then make him a premium quarterback. I think you have to ease back Dak and go, if we're going to do anything on offense, we're going to try to build up the offensive line as great as we can get, and we're going to have to have a Derrick Henry-like offense. And we're going to have to tell Dak, don't turn over the effing football because we're going to stack this team with a whole bunch of defensive players to try to do defensive and running game winning football. Which, for the record, if you look back... At the best season of Tony Romo's career, which I know the counter argument was still ended in the divisional round, is him taking care of the football and leaning on the running game led to an amazing 2014 for Tony Romo. And I've also seen a lot of people who are like, I learned that Romo and Dak are the same. And I know that infuriates people on one side or another, but from the 214, this is what I continue to go back to is a success but disappointing. You know, like that, both of those things can be true. It can be a success, but still disappointing. And from the 817, this is actually more even than I would have guessed. From the 409, good season. From the 817, we all thought this team would be below 500. From the 903, depends on how you look at it. I only had them winning nine games. Um, And so a lot, there's a lot coming in like that. Although... The flip side is from the 832, absolutely a failure, 27 years on the books. From the 214, playoffs is what matters, failure. Yeah. It's it's closer than I thought. I thought it was going to be maybe 80-20 failure, and it's closer to 60-65 failure to 35-40% Here success. we're more successful, unless Reggie wants to make it 50-50. Uh, I say success. Kevin says success. Corey says failure. Reggie says successful season I, I'm not gonna get mad and argue about it it's you had a good season you if you if you wanted to if you wanted to defeat the 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 demon that you lived with all season you did not do that yeah I so you're kind of in right. the same spot you were in no, last right. year and and we I think we all feel like a so now we got to cut we got to trade our best receiver you let go of one of our offensive linemen and then let go and then, and then we'll screw move. up our uh, our contract with another guy. And then we'll move one step further. Is, is there any way we can all get a parade going down um, Corey <laughs> Street to throw a parade for this season? 
<laughs> then he'll get mad. Dude, he'll stock up on the tomatoes and stuff. Adrian and Lucy love parades. So, like, I'll be Ooh. out there. I'll be forced to be out there, but I'll be out there. Guys. Maybe we'll get Maher to come. Joe Maurer or Brett Maher? I'm honestly not sure which one he wants out there. Uh, On the Twitch chat, Troy Ferg 15 says, this is not the kind of negativity I tune into the show for, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair point. The other reason it's it's a success, I've seen a couple of people saying, beating a crappy Tampa team does not make this season a success. I agree. I told you up and down last week, Tampa Bay sucks. But I watched a game where you belonged on the field with San Francisco. Despite the margin of victory from last year and this year, I did not look at that last year's game and be like, you're the same as San Francisco. I looked at yesterday's game and been like, you're just as good as San Francisco. Though clearly they're moving on and you're not. Is this, this is from Dallas Cowboys, right? I don't know what you're about yeah, to say. Yeah, here it is, Kevin. Here's the, the, the headline. Dak Press, this is on their Twitter. Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the Niners. In a matchup, the Cowboys had a chance to win if the day didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. Very honest. Yeah. I mean, DallasCowboys.com tends to be, like, pretty honest. I mean, when Broadus was there, he told us all the time, right? Hey, they they give me the freedom to be honest about things. It's interesting how they... Is it different because the, the Dallas quick. Mavericks put... Mavericks unbelievably great in loss to the Clippers, one twelve to ninety eight. You're like, I don't think they were great. Dallas Mavericks Twitter, but they're like, no, no, no. You should have seen these three highlights. Just forget about the whole game. And I promise, for the people that are mad at me or us, I get it. I'm going to read you all of these. There's six texts from the eight one six. Hell no is not a success. You're part of the problem, Kevin. Are you not tired of mediocrity, Kevin? Hell no is not a success. Are you not tired of mediocrity, Kevin? I'm ashamed y'all are happy with mediocrity. I'll take it one step further, and I will say going 12-5 and and being one of the last eight teams, that's not mediocrity. Like, I I hear what you're saying, that you still didn't win the championship. You are one of the better teams in the league. I get it. If you don't win the champ, if you ain't first, you're last. And if that's the line of thinking, I understand. I, I would, know it was Kevin's fault. I would say most Usually. of the people that are really upset right now by June or July will feel like the Cowboys have the best team in the history of football. And Jerry will back it up by at his press conference in Oxnard. This will be the greatest team he's ever seen in his life uh. since last year and the year before that and the year before so that. Hold on, Mike. Are you saying next year's our year? Next year's it. You just wait. Oh my god. Just remember Cowboy fans, Woo! this is this is usually the worst moment of being a Cowboys fan. It happens every year. It's going to happen next year too and the year after that. Okay, don't just tell remember, me that part. June through August is the best time ever to be a Cowboys fan. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 1053 the fan and for everyone that is mad or maybe you're just happy, either way, it is fine. 8778811053. Now is your chance. We will be taking phone calls. What do you get? What do you got to get off your mind without swearing about the Cowboys today? 877-881-1053. You want to call in? We'll do next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We don't do it often, but it is time 
to go to the phones, 877-881-1053. What do you got to get off your mind about the Cowboys as long as it does not include a swear word? Don't mess this up or we'll never take calls again. Wow. You better be good. You better have a solid point. Okay. Or Reggie. Hang up on them as if anyone, if any three of us just say hang up, you just have to hang up the phone, Reggie. I'll do my best. All right. Let's go to let's go to line one. This is Jonathan in Dallas. All right. Good, bad, indifferent. What do you need to get off your mind about the Cowboys? Yeah, I just want to say thanks for taking my call. Um, just want to talk about Dak, I guess. It seems like to win the Super Bowl, you need one of two things. Um, either a top five quarterback or a quarterback on a rookie or um, team-friendly deal, and we don't have either of those things. So as much as I love Dak and, you know, what he does for the community and as a person, I don't see us winning Super Bowl with him, and I think we're in purgatory for the next, you know, four or five years until we can develop a new quarterback or, you know, what have you. And so just kind of hear what y'all have to say about that. Yeah, appreciate that. And I have a feeling that was somewhat nicer to Dak than I thought. That's what I was worried about the swearing is I think they're right. We talked about this before, and we can dive into this more tomorrow, the rest of the week, and however long we want going forward is Cowboys have Dak under contract for two more years at a total of, I believe, $125 million on the cap. And if you think I'm wrong about that, go check it out because they still owe him $25 million after his contract is up. So I think they will give him an extension to smooth out some of that money. And I think four to five years, maybe longer, is probably right. I completely and totally agree with that call. And I do think it's going to be at least five years. It's going to take a major injury. Like, obviously, Tony Romo, major back injury uh, for Dak's career to end here. He represents the city well. He represents the Cowboys well. And he wins enough. And that is perfect for Jerry Jones. Let's go to line three. This is Douglas in Cedar Hill. Douglas, what do you have to get off your mind about the Cowboys? I don't think us I don't think us fans see the team as, as mediocre, but I believe we see our quarterback as that. I mean, what are we supposed to do? Jerry sold us Dak during the offseason, and now we're here where the team fell apart when the backup running back goes down. We have two of the highest-paid players in the NFL. What happened? So I, I think that's our problem there. I am I, with you. I think – I understand. I, I will tell you this. I'm not saying that I don't think Dak is a problem. I think – I think Dak is a problem, but I think Dak is a problem in the perspective of, I think it's the same problem that you ran into with Zeke, Gallup, and will probably continue to run into. I believe, I fundamentally, to my core, believe that the Dallas Cowboys are poor at negotiating. And that has what led to this spot. Like, you paid Dak $8 million than you had to coming off an injury season. You pay, paid Gallup more than you needed to off of an injury season. You paid Ezekiel Elliott probably about market rate when he still had two years under contract and he couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. That is my issue. Is I agree. Everyone who's complaining about Dak, I agree. Part of the issue is when you're like, well, I surround him with better talent. We suck at negotiating and that's why it's harder to surround him with that talent. Well, and I mean, when they say Jerry Jones sold us on Dak at the beginning of the year, he's salesman. The, him and Steven and every per, other person, Mike, will tell us what's the first quality they say about him: leadership. They don't, and they never go any further than that. I, I guess Dak did say he can spin it like eighty-five times with uh, Sean and RJ right. that one morning, but it's always leadership. The team has leadership. They, I mean, Demarcus Lawrence was your leader yesterday, too. Demarcus Lawrence played a hell of a game. And so you have leadership on that team. You need a guy that can make big-time throws in the biggest moments. Man, I think if we can – we're going to get to more phone calls in one second, I promise. I just want to stop on that for a second. That might be my favorite point that's been made all day because for people who are DAC defenders – you, you hear it time and again this morning. Well, if Dak would have played better, we would have won. He's a good quarterback. Awesome. If Tony Romo was more clutch, we would have won the Super Bowl. Like, Corey is spot on. You can't tell me in these big games, well, if he would have played better in this one game, we would have won because he's so good otherwise. I don't care about the otherwise if, when it's all on the line, you play like garbage. Mm-hmm. 
I I think this, I don't know this, it's all a thought, is there are certain people that scare you on a scouting report. And I get quarterback is the most important position by far in the NFL. I just don't really think Dak Prescott on a scouting report I agree. makes defensive coordinators fearful. I, I think obviously Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, I know that he had a bad game, right? And this is where Josh Allen is considered to me way better than Dak. I do think teams go, hey, if this guy gets going, if he gets in a rhythm, and then also the running attack and how big he is, we're in deep, deep trouble. I think teams are like, look, we have multiple ways to f up Dak. Mm-hmm. Let's go to let's go to line number five. This is Dan in McKinney. Dan, what do you need to get off of your mind? And is your last name Quinn? Ooh, yeah. Are you going to stay here as their defensive coordinator next year? So I unfortunately will not be the defensive coordinator next year, but I think that going into today, the Joneses have to be a little excited, right? We're, we're good enough to get to this point, and now all we have to do is figure out Zeke's not the answer. He can't do it without Tony Pollard. Dak may not be the answer. But we have to figure something out. They have to be a little excited to possibly go out and get a new offensive coordinator, potentially a new defensive coordinator if Quinn leaves. But let's get some stuff figured out so that we can go into a game against a team like the 49ers and give us a better shot. Let's put the right pieces together and figure it out. The defense can do it. Okay. A positivity call Wow! right there. Let's go to line number two. Is this Polo? Is that right? What's up, man? What do you got to get off your mind? First of all, let me, let me talk to Mike Bassett for a second. Oh. Mike Bassett, you hit, the, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said between June and, and August, we're just the coldest team. We're looking forward for the draft, <laughs> training camp. Everybody looks good. Dude, I'm 45 years old. We ain't won squats since I was a teenager. I do tattoos. People come over my house get tattoos. You root for the Cowboys? These people live in Dallas. Dallas Cowboys have nothing to do with Dallas. They train in Frisco and play in Arlington. They don't do anything in Dallas County. So we don't have any home base at all, period. It's more San Francisco fans at our stadium than it was at their stadium. Until Jerry Jones opens the roof and let God watch the team and put Jimmy Johnson in the the ring of honor, we're not going to be squat. That Prescott was a fourth-round pick. We have horrible coaching. Do you need to start wearing your bow ties again and get Wade Wilson back here to be your quarterback coach because our coaching sucks. Why do we want to get Sean Payton? The dude ain't did nothing. New Orleans had good teams. We're going to get Sean Payton. Why? We need better coaching, dude. Bye. Woo! Love it, Polo. Right. Unfortunately, Less. Wade Wilson's no longer with us. Yeah. But I would totally do that. I would totally take that guy back. Less positivity just, right there. I understand. Who is, why am I drawing a blank? He coached at Waxahachie too, didn't he? John uh, Kitna? John Kitna. Maybe bringing him back would help out Dak in his turnover situation. He's got some stuff he's dealing yeah, with right now. Yeah, um, I thought yeah. maybe I that was the case too. Got to go find ourselves a, a quarterback guru for sure. Like his, he's kind of caught up with stuff going on with his son right now. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. I don't know the, no, no, his that, life's... Yeah, no, no, no. Quarterback no, guru good. is definitely like number one on the list. And if but, you're not doing that, you're doing you're doing Dak and your re- the rest of your team a disservice. I do think on those two calls, guys. I'm kind of asking a question here. I do think that the Jones family, who have never tried to improve the team after a good season, it's almost like it was always good enough for 25 years. If they made the playoffs, it's like it's good enough. We're not really going to make any changes. I do think the Cowboys are strongly considering changes today. Stephen Jones isn't joining us right now. Because I, I think this, guys, and I wonder this, are they looking at Dak Prescott going, obviously he's our quarterback for the next five years. They yep. ain't changing that. Uh, we can talk all we want about Dak Prescott. I think you're right. He's our quarterback until he physically can't play football anymore. So are they looking at quarterback coach? Are they looking at offensive coordinator? Probably not head coach, but are they looking at two major positions right now going, Dak is failing as a great quarterback. We signed him to be great. He's not great. He's a, a little above average because he has great moments that you may think, ooh, can he do that all the time? Absolutely not. In seven years, he's never proven to do it all the time. So I'm wondering, guys, do you think the Cowboys are strongly considering changing possibly quarterback coach and offensive coordinator yes. to try to make Dak what they think he could be? Yes, and I, I think that they are. Is we go to line number four. This is Joan. What's on your mind about the Cowboys today that you need to tell us without swearing? 
I'm not going to swear. Good. Thank um, you. I, I, I follow you guys all the time. And um, I'm actually a Browns fan, but I watch the Cowboys all the time. And I just don't understand all the turnovers on that. And I, that's why I have given up on him. Because I watch the Cowboys all the time. And I watch my Browns all the time. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand all the interceptions. I'm I'm with you on that. That seems to be a consensus of the day, which is why I'm curious to see where this goes. I want to go to Don and Capel. Don, are you here to give a defense of Dak Prescott? Yes, I am. Oh. And here's the reason why. A couple little points here. One, we forget about other quarterbacks that are around about the same level as Dak, if not least. Joe Flacco with the Ravens, Nick Foles with the Eagles. And did they win the championship? They did. What we have problem here is the rest of the team didn't show up. Dak can only do so much. Why was Schultz okay with only 27 yards? Or how about Zeke when you come in after your position battle with Pollard, you only get 25 yards? Gallup, why was you MIA? I think that our other pieces – need to also kind of take the blame for why were y'all not there. And then the last point is, yeah, Kellen Moore, something needs to change. You wonder, is it a little bit of jealousy when you were Dak's backup and then you became a coach to form the where you give him horrible play calling? Can I? You need to be a little bit more dynamic. Let me like ask you. very close to Shanahan. Let me ask you a quick question. Why <laughs> does Kellen Moore get the blame but not Dak Prescott when he threw the interceptions and the underthrown passes yesterday? because of the type of plays that he's calling. He's not calling dynamic plays. He's calling horrible runs on third downs and et cetera when you only have Zeke in there. Like, dude, wake up. Use more of your pieces. Be a little bit, like I hate to say, like uh, Kyle Shanahan. Be more dynamic. Use your pieces to their full advantage, and he doesn't do that. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. I want to discuss this with you guys Okay. Kyle Shanahan also didn't call any really dynamic plays for his rookie quarterback to control kind of – he knew. At one point, how calm was he late in the game when there was a play, and I forget the exact down and distance, but Shanahan's like, no, no, don't worry. Looked at him and said, don't snap the ball. I got you. Let's just run the clock down. I'm going to call a timeout. I'm going to come over here. I'm not going to give you anything more than you can handle. I mean, it was a very – for Shanahan, I thought, for the most part, very conservative game plan because he's like, look, I'm dealing with a dude who – this is a big situation. He hasn't been in many big games, obviously being a rookie quarterback, not playing the whole season. And so I think that uh, Shanahan did a great job there. I think with Dak, they've let the rain – they gave him so much money, they kind of let the reins off, said, Dak, we trust you to do these things. And now you have to go, God, we have to treat him like Brock Purdy. I think to get the most out of Dak Prescott, you have to treat him like a rookie quarterback who you're not sure – if he can read defenses, if you're not sure if he can make adjustments at the line of scrimmage, because that's truly who he is. He doesn't see the field well enough. And that's where I have an issue about splitting off Kellen Moore and Dak. Is like I, I'm not a Kellen Moore proponent all of the way, but sometimes I think people are split on, well, it's all Kellen Moore's fault or it's all Dak's fault. Well, maybe some of the more dynamic plays don't get drawn up because you don't think your quarterback can execute right. them. Don't forget that throw to T.Y. Hilton. Don't forget the underthrow to CeeDee Lamb. He made a great catch. That is 100% a breakaway touchdown on a better thrown ball. And I get, Corey, Michael Gallup was horrible this year. Just yeah. pathetic. Yep. I get Now, he had a bad knee, but he had a pathetic season this year. That being said, he got four yards of separation uh, on the second play after almost the pick six. So the Cowboys get the ball back with approximately three minutes to go. And the second play after almost a pick six is a wide open for the NFL standards, 30 to 40 yard pass. And Dak didn't even come close to completing that ball. Right when he makes the cut, he has now gotten four, four yards of separation as the ball is should be kind of getting on him. The ball's a hair late, and then the ball's so far behind him, he has to jump up trying to almost def be the defender now because he's like, this ball is so far offline, I got to jump just to try to get my hand on it so it's not an interception. That's not Michael Gallup's fault. He actually did, for the few times in his career this year, get open, and yet the ball was not even close to being catchable. That's 100% 
Dak's fault. It's nobody else's fault. Yeah. It's not Michael. Ga- Michael Gallup deserves credit for maybe breaking up a possible interception for throwing his body backwards to try to get a hand on the ball so it might not be intercepted. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how he connected so many times with CeeDee Lamb, but couldn't find connections with the other guys. And, I mean, I, I that does, it, it is wild to me. I don't know if it's just the way that the, the plays are called, that it's always CeeDee Lamb first and then everything goes from there, or if there are other things that are set up for those guys to have the most success. But it didn't work. Let's go to line number seven. We're going to go out to Las Vegas to talk to Damian. What is it about the Cowboys that you need to get off your mind today? Well, you can go throughout the whole game and find parts in here, parts there where you can, like, critique. But I just think the two most important drives were right before the half ended and the one right after half. I think even if we don't score any points, we don't throw the interception, it's still tied 6-6, and we get the ball first, we can have a chance to come out and score. But allowing them to get that three points, and Dak is not good on coming back versus teams, it put an illusion to the team like, all right, now it's going to be a little harder than usual because it could have been 6-6, but now instead of being 6-6, now it's 9-6. We don't score. We we need a fumble to even get three points out of that. So I just think the two most important drives throughout the whole game was right before the half, right after the half. I I agree with that because, Mike, you were asking earlier about like, did you think Dak could do it at the end? The drive where I thought they were going to get work done was at the beginning of the third quarter. Is that at the end of the second quarter, Collar was right right there, all the way from Las Vegas, is that was a killer. Is you should have been at least tied, if not obviously winning at the half. And I thought, okay, because I'd even talked to my son about double dipping. You score at the end of the first half, get the ball first and go. But even then, I was like, okay, you get the ball first, let's do something with it. Six plays and a punt. Get the ball right back yeah. to San Francisco. Those possessions hurt a lot. You know, to your point. And then I get you did get the ball right back yeah. on the fumble, but then you just kicked a field goal. I feel like the way I felt about Brock Purdy as that game was progressing, as you got midway through the third quarter, I'm like, he's not going to do much. He, you know, he got lucky on the on the Kelsey, not Kelsey, on the Kittle pass. You know, that wasn't that great of a pass. Kittle made an unbelievable play, and we saw the super wuss out of Diggs there to not, uh, you know, break that thing up. But I was feeling the way I felt about Purdy, and I think a lot of Cowboy fans, because I saw Purdy wasn't, didn't have to throw any touchdowns to win. This is from, you know, I think a 49ers fan, honestly, in our text right now, is Purdy, by the time we got midway through the third quarter, I'm like, I don't think he's going to have this Seattle resurrection that he had in the second half versus Seattle the week before. I don't think he's going to do a whole bunch. If we can keep containing the run, which it did get a little bit iffy in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys defense finally broke down and got tired uh, stopping the run. But I thought, man, I bet the 49er fans, the way I'm feeling about Purdy, are feeling the same way about Dak. Like, thank God Dak is the other quarterback. Because if somebody that was actually considered a good quarterback in this league and consistently was somewhat pretty good, let's just say the guys that are left on the other side, if that was healthy Burrow or healthy Mahomes, the 49ers are losing by two touchdowns yesterday with with whoever we have on our team. If Mahomes had this team, he would have put up 30 points yesterday. If Burrow has this team, he would have put up 30 points yesterday. Dak put up 12. Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm not here to defend the offense today. Uh, maybe CeeDee Lamb. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is trying his darndest, but yeah. I, I'm not here to defend the offense today. I'm struggling. I'm sorry. I'm struggling still today. I I may disagree with you, too. Oh, that's fine. On the fourth and four with at the two-minute warning. Okay. Y'all wanted field goal points instead of touchdown points there? Am I Because I've seen, I've seen people texting. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you disagree. The two-minute warning, fourth and four, Dak runs for nine yards. Next play, Tony Pollard gets hurt. Yeah. Then Dak throws the interception. Y'all, Did y'all want touchdown no, no, points yeah, no, or no. y'all want field goal at the No, no, the no, no, no. I, I wanted touchdown for sure. Okay. I, I think the point was you were going to – you felt assured that you were going to get some points. Uh-huh. I'm with you. We talked about before. This is a game where field goals lose you this game. Yeah. And I wanted a touchdown – to be sure. I what I didn't what I hated the most out of that whole series, because I, I did in my notes I wrote, this feels enormous. Then I changed my notes to this feels like an enormous moment. Because if you tweet this feels enormous, Kevin, 
you don't know the replies yeah, you're going to yeah. get. They're hilarious. Um, but <laughs> mm-hmm. in, in that moment, I mm-hmm. was like, okay. And then the Pollard injury happened. You have, you have a month to draw up a play right there. Like don't Kellen Moore got they they had timeout. Yeah, they had all this extra time to go along with it, and they dropped the interception play, and that's where I was like that 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 moment right there should have been a touchdown for the Cowboys. Swing that around, they get the ball back on the other side of the halftime, and they add more points to it, and they stretch things away. That didn't happen though, and I, I that play call uh, that was the play you had for second down. Yeah, after all that, you could have. We saw what they did in Tampa when they said we don't have a kicker and they score a touchdown with it. You didn't have one of those plays? No, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm usually just in the camp of I don't think it's all Dak's fault. I don't think it's all Moore's fault. Like I, I think it's odd when they're like, Well, you have the number one offense and Dak, you can't blame him. Kellen Moore's a bum. I'm like, Well, hold on. And it's the same thing. It's like, well, Dak's no good. Well, okay. The scoring has been, I think both of them take blame. And let me tell you this. I see it time and again. I know you've already seen it on social media, Corey. What about a trade? What about a this? What about a that? It is a billion times more likely that Kellen Moore won't be here next year than Dak isn't going to be here, all right? Like, it's not even close. And I will 100% come on here and say that I was wrong if somehow they moved on from Dak Prescott. I would be stunned beyond belief if that happened, it's not going to happen. It would cripple your salary cap. It would torpedo this team probably for a couple of years. And Jerry always says, I don't got time for a bad time. Mm-hmm. That is not going to happen. Yeah, he just means like I don't want to have people in the organization that disagree with me. Um, <laughs> That's why I would get fired. So I have Once this Mike question. Likes it? Yeah, I have this question kind of in Mike likes it because we're breaking down the game here. And I know that probably nothing good was going to happen. What did you guys think of fourth and 10 on the 18-yard line, yep. Dallas's 18-yard line, so you still got to go a long way, about 240 left because yep. Dak takes, I think it was a sack, but they might have just called it a zero-yard gain because he got back to the line of scrimmage to make it fourth and 10. Do you think at that point, down by seven, the Cowboys should have gone for fourth and 10? If you don't get it, the game's over because yeah. they're in field goal range. They kick a field goal, game's over. Or do you think – like what? What do you? What were your thoughts in the moment when Dak kind of gets sacked there to make it fourth and ten with about two forty-five left? I think you. I'm. I'm going for it, or I'm immediately calling a timeout. Like those are the. Those are the two options. What they did, and then you can punt it after that if, right. if that is how you see fit. What they did, I hated the way that it went down because. He got sacked. It is registered as a sack, but I hear you. With okay. two minutes and 50 seconds left, right? Okay. You decide, right, that timeout, okay? Stop the clock. You're going to punt. And you punt the ball away. Same basic line of logic is San Francisco now has the ball. You got two more timeouts and the two-minute warning. So if you can stop them in that three-play thing, which obviously they didn't either, is immediately you can get the ball back right at the two-minute warning, and that's enough time. That is enough time. The worst thing that they could have done was hem and haw and stand around and think about it because then I was worried the two-minute warning would hit before the, the punt even got fielded. I thought the San Francisco player made an error in fielding that punt. I would have let it hit the ground and see if you could maybe get it to the two-minute warning. But he decided to field it. I would have gone for it. I realized you prolonged the game. You got another shot. I was like, you got the ball. This is your stand for better or worse. Mike, I will get into that conversation momentarily. I just saw Sean post this on Twitter's. Sean Payton? Sean Sharif. Just from Sean Sharif's Twitter's. Just got word that Jerry Jones will not be joining us tomorrow morning to recap the season. Stephen Jones was not on with KNC today. Yep. So just kind of. There's something. Something yeah. feel. It just feels, you know, after all the years of doing this show and Kevin, after all the years of us. Sorry, Mike, to be in Mike likes it still in this moment, but don't you did it last week to me. I know. Um, <laughs> well, I have a question on that, but I don't want to ask you that yet. Can okay. you please respond to fourth and 10, 245 to go. 18-yard yes, line. Yes, get the kickoff as, as quickly as possible. You, yeah. wanted, you wanted him to punt just like they did. Yeah. I want. I can I, live with that, too. I, I don't want – so it's – and I think I texted back on this. It's a slow bleed situation. 
you're giving yourself any glimmer of hope that you possibly can make something happen if you can get the ball back. I was afraid that they would run it. I didn't like the field position that would put more points on the board for San Francisco if they just had to settle for a field goal and you went for it. So, yes, I, I would have gone for it in that, in, or I would have punted as well to try to get the ball back and have some hope of making a some sort of play. And granted, I will add this. The last play, if you really watch how it was drawn up and what was gonna, what was supposed to happen, could have gone for some big yards. It looks stupid, but the fact that Turpin got tackled so quickly, they couldn't get the ball back to Dak, which was the goal. In that moment, the ball then was going to go from Dak Prescott to the left side of T.Y. Hilton, who had blockers out in front of him for miles. So that play actually could have been a huge play, but Turpin gets tackled as soon as the ball hits him and game over. So it actually wasn't as stupid of a draw up as it looked uh, in in real time. Okay, now I'm going to get to Sean Sharice. At the time, I was okay with what they did, but you never know. I just didn't think Dak. I mean, look, I was at that point where I think Dak sucks. So I don't think he can pass the ball for 10 yards against that team and get 10 yards. It just That's how I felt about it. That being said, I did hear Rex Ryan this morning, which said, which makes more sense to me. At 250, your guy gets sacked. Immediately call a timeout. Go to the sideline. Discuss it for a minute. Do we have a play that we believe can get 10 or 11 yards here? Yeah. If the answer is crap, the way we are playing right now, the answer is no with what defense they're going to show on 4th and 10 versus us. Then you punt, and then hopefully they catch the ball with, let's say, 2.45 to go. Maybe they have to run two plays, or you you still have two timeouts, yep. two-minute warning. So probably running on the punt team, it lost you 30 seconds because yes. they get time to then make their adjustment yes. because you're changing personnel. So he's like, that was the worst thing because you ran 30 seconds off the clock there because to run your punt team on to allow the other team to make their substitutions, you lost 30 seconds with two minutes and 45 seconds left in the game. I agree. Okay, my next question based off of that tweet, which I had written down. Do you think Kellen Moore is out as offensive coordinator? And that's why Steven is not coming on our show today. And that's why Jerry Jones is not coming on the show tomorrow. All of like my bones and the instincts, like I was saying, the instincts that I've had over this time is yes, that's going to happen. I also feel like the Dan Quinn move is imminent. And so they have to kind of make some decisions on the approach for the future there. So there are a lot of, of feelings that I have about this, but I think that there today specifically, Kevin, it is coaching exit interviews, yeah. I believe. So that's going on today for one. And I think there are some very hard and difficult discussions that are be, like, are you having that conversation with, with Mike on the, on the flight, Mike McCarthy on the flight home? Where you're like, hey, uh, we have to talk about coaches right now. Yeah. Or are you waiting until today to say, hey, here are our thoughts. What are your thoughts? Let's move. I think, so I do, I think I do today feel that. would have been more productive, right? Because I don't know. I like I don't know if Mike McCarthy gets in that headspace of like fire the lot of them. Like right now, let's get rid of all of them. Is I, I take a little bit more time. I, I'm honestly not sure. The interesting thing about it is I know at least one of those interviews is not going to be rescheduled in terms of being on air with us. So okay. part of it to me, that's the part that bothers me is like it kind of just feels like some sour grapes is like we lost, so we're not going to talk. I'm fine with the interview getting rescheduled because you're like, you know what? We got crap to do today, and we didn't think the season was over. No problem. But if it's not getting rescheduled, you damn sure better believe they would have been on if they would have won. So I have this right. Doug um, Gusmeyer is the quarterback's coach. Nussmeyer. Nussmeyer. He was the tight ends coach and then promoted to quarterback's coach. That sounds like you don't have a quarterback's coach. What do you mean? He's is that a not a natural? No, that's, that's what the Joneses would do. We got four former quarterbacks in and, there, and, you know. So Nussmeyer's more of a quarterback's coach than a tight ends coach. What the hell was he doing? I, I don't know. Like, sometimes I think, like, hey, Mike Bassick, former pitching coach, becomes the hitting coach or becomes the <laughs> defensive shortstop coach. Like, what the hell I are you doing hiring Mike Bassick as the shortstop coach? Or what the hell are you doing uh, hiring Mike Bassick as the hitting coordinator? Yeah. Like, that sounds like a dumbass decision. Maybe part of Dak Prescott, who I think is limited in how good he can be. I don't think he'll ever be great. Maybe you can get him back to being good and stop turning over the ball. But I, Doug Nussmeyer, who I'm go. not sure he might be a great coach, right? I, I hate doing this because, like, I'm talking about a person who, like, losing a job when I say fire him. But, dude, maybe go get a better quarterback's coach. 
that can help out Dak because this guy ain't doing it. Well, and that, that's Mike. Okay, so on the board of things, so you, how many people do we have having this conversation? You have Jerry, you have Steven, you have Will, and then maybe Mike McCarthy you bring in for this conversation too. But I think those three are the first ones. They sit in that room and they look up at the board and they say, Sean Payton, Mike McCarthy, da-da-da. How many of these coaches can we replace? How quickly can we replace them? How much is it going to cost me? I think that's like that's the thing that Jerry's navigating today and trying to figure out what to keep around on the staff. And then, Kevin, I, I know it's wild because they haven't even reached out to Sean Payton at all this season. Yeah. That's fact. So in that world, do they even have that on the board is the other question. But I think there are a lot of things on the board they got to figure out first. I would never trade my first-round pick for Sean Payton. Ever. I agree. For the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Man, it has been a spirited day. Coming up next, I believe that will continue. Because it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors and a special guest. Yeah, Isaiah Stanback joins us next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.